Say yes in another language. See. Another one. We. Another one. We. Yeah. <laughs> da. Yeah, we is one. Ladies and gentlemen. To publish, perish, or podcast. Your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science gets nervous before a talk. I'm Andy Stapleton, and joining me today are Cameron Schmooby Shearer. Hello. And Christopher Teabag Gibson. Namaste, BA. Namaste, Schmooby. Why don't you say that you're Andrew Baldy Stapleton? <gasps> Mate, I'm the host. Whereas when we get the nicknames in our names. Yeah. Because I'm the like I'm the host, and I really feel like my name is perfect as it is. <laughs> and you guys need a bit of jazzing up. Yeah, but you're you're trying to grow it out. You're looking like a right hippie. Look at that. I can see at least five yeah. mil of hair. Yeah, look, I'm That's due for a trim. Almost a number a one there. Yeah, yeah, this is getting embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, no, it, I cut my hair uh, for an event last week, and this is it. This is this is how long it, this is a, a week's worth of growth. Do you like wow. it? Um, I don't. Ca- Cameron, your uh, wife Lauren, yes. she was like, I prefer your hair longer because I do. When I take it short, I take it real yeah. short. Um, I I think I like it like this length. All right, because your hair looks nice and black now. When it's short, it kind of looks. Gray? No, oh, okay. I, I don't like it. I like to see a lot more <laughs> shiny scalp. <laughs> I like hectares. Oh, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, fine. Well done. Have, um, you, ever, have you seen Have you seen Cameron's hair when it when he grows it right out? Yeah, I've seen I've seen. Uh, hips, it is a proper Cameron. massive woolly mane of yeah. hair. All right, <laughs> are you just boasting now, you two, on that side? Chill out, bloody hell. Um, all right, Gibbo. Yes. Do you get nervous before you talk? I do. I do. I always get nervous. I get really quite nervous. And then something strange happens about a minute or two before the talk. You wait yourself. A calm descends over me. And then everything just locks into place like a machine. You mean like arthritic lock lock up? (laughs) Wheeled onto the stage. I don't know. But I I think nerves aren't a bad thing. I think, you know, as long as the nerves don't cripple you, um, it keeps you. On edge. Are you the sort of person where the night before it will get a little bit kind of nervy or do you practice so that you're not nervous or are you such an, uh, an academic pro that you don't need to do that anymore? No, I practice a lot. I definitely practice a lot. Yeah. Um, I practice everything, ad-libs, pauses. There's <laughs> nothing movements. that isn't um, rehearsed a lot. Does your does your wife Joyce go, that, that needs a point? You need to point at the crowd at that bit. She just says, I'm sick and tired of hearing <laughs> this talk. No more. Um, so I do practice a lot. And I don't know. I think that just gives me confidence. Yeah. So that when I actually give it, I know I've done the, the preparation. I have given the odd talk where I didn't prepare. How did it go? Not great. Yeah. Not great. So yeah. that's my my advice is always prepare, prepare, prepare. Good. Schmoopster, are you a nervous talker? I'm not sure. I I have been, and I sometimes am not. Not so. Yes and no. Mm. You're a very yes and no. We had just listened to the uh, to the podcast where we did our personalities. That one just came out, mm. and you were yeah. It was like oh. introvert extrovert. Yes, always change my mind. Yeah, yeah. But with the talks, the most recent time I gave a talk at a conference, I actually had no nerves beforehand. 
But mm. during the talk, there were lots of people walking in, mm. and that ah. just made me nervous. So I kind of had to stop and take a moment during the talk because yeah. all of a sudden I became quite nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? So hang on, the, the the act of people walking in. Did you feel like you needed a recap for them? Like when they sat down, be like, "Oh, guys, 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 quick! One minute recap of what I've just said." I think it was something like that. So now I have these people coming in and. My talk was so well sculpted that not a word was out of place. <laughs> and they've missed the best bit. They've missed the, the, the premise. Well, if yeah, if they haven't heard the introduction, how are they going to know how important my results are in the field? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I was maybe I was nervous for them. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, Andy, I know you would have, uh, have you guys ever thrown a bit of humor in your talks and how's it worked out? Do you know, I, th- I really feel like I've used humor out of spite. Like when someone's given me a li- like they've been like, oh you're gonna talk and not really giving me an option I'm like well I'm gonna talk for me okay so my favorite example of that was uh, when I was working um, in my last research job and they said all right we're doing this thing with University College London we've got to select a few people and you're you've been selected and you get three minutes right it was a mm. three minute well oh, I was allowed one slide like really you've got all day and I've got three minutes. Anyway, so I was annoyed, as you can tell. You, you still are. <laughs> oh, man, I don't let it go. I can't. I can't let it go. Easy, Tiger. Easy. <sighs> let it go. Let it go. I can't. All right. Um, so I was doing uh, mirrors at the time, and I got up in front of, I don't know, 100 people or something, and I said, uh, we all love mir- mirrors. You know, We use it in the morning uh, to brush our teeth, to do our hair, make sure we look beautiful. And some of us use it to provide intimacy in some sexual positions, right? <laughs> you should have seen my director. Because not only was my supervisor there, like the director of the institute was there as well. She was sat right in the front row and uh, she did not like it. <laughs> you are a rebel. I am such a rebel. And were you nervous before that talk? No, no, no um, nerves, nerves strike me either not at all or very hard, and mm. I can never predict which one it is. So you're a yes and noer as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm a digital nervous person. With when I've got slides, no problem. Yep. Slides are not really a time limit. Like scientific talks, you got ten minutes, got some slides. You know you're gonna fill it. You know you're not gonna skip up, um, slip up. You just skip through, right? If you get lost, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, the, oh, the oh, slides jog your memory for yeah. what you're going to say. Whereas I think, yeah. I've in the entrepreneurial world, mm. I've now done a lot of like timed. You've got five minutes, and you've got to do all this, and you're only allowed three slides. Like that sort of stuff's much more high pressure, um, and that one's much more nerve wracking. But um, a little bit of advice I was given is for presenting: if you're feeling nervous, you've got to change your narrative around it, and you've got to say, you've got to say to yourself. I'm not nervous. I'm um oh it was it was excited. And that, I'm sure they used a word like aroused, but I'm sure that's not what they said. <laughs> but you get the idea. Yep. What do you think science? science for me for me talker? I don't no not at all. Not yeah. at all. No, science science is incredibly confident talking about science. It knows it. It knows its stuff. So I just don't mm. f- I don't feel it would be nervous. Actually, that's a good point. Everyone loves talking about themselves. I, I think science is so great at talking that people in the audience get nervous. <laughs> so we, you go in, you sit down, and science is, is looking at you, looking at everyone, saying, yeah. you know, this is what's going on, Yeah. and you feel confronted. Yeah, right. My thoughts. Good. Schmoopster? 
I think the scientists would definitely get nervous before Ooh, a tour. Why is that? No, no, <laughs> he's just saying the opposite to me because he can't possibly agree with me. He knows I can edit the silence as well, so it makes it slick. <laughs> it's obvious. It's obvious. Explain then. Well, because you only ever get nervous when you've got something to lose. So science, if science actually makes a mistake, and the very small chance it does, it loses a lot of respect from the people in the audience. So because it has so much to lose, it would get nervous beforehand because it doesn't want to make a mistake. And I think science, now I've got to, oh, this is like when mum and dad argue and you've got to take like a... <laughs> Here we go, this side. is the test then. This is the test, yeah. This is the test. Look, I feel like science would and would not oh. be a nervous speaker. <laughs> Uh, it would if, uh, no, it wouldn't be nervous if it's talking about science. Like I said, everyone loves talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just up there. No worries. Yeah. It's like, I'm, talk- I'm talking like a panel sitch. Do you know what I mean? Easy, get up, wax lyrical about something no one cares about, mm. carry on. Rise of the panel sesh. But right? if science was to talk about the arts, exactly right. Oh, outside its outside wheelhouse. Of this, that's right. All of a sudden, it's have it's, it's late at night. It's googling Shakespeare, trying to throw in some artsy quotes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I buy that. That's that's not bad. That's All not right. bad. Few. Have I have I saved our relationship? Yes. I'm not going to disown you. I, I also accept that answer. Okay. Thanks. <gasps> oh, here we go. Oh no. Oh. Oh. Camera's doing it for me. Oh. I have waited nearly over two years for that moment, oh. and it happened. And it's nearly as bad as oh. yours. It was so great; like it was music to my ears. News from the week. <laughs> oh, he's taken over. He's. Ta- I get in trouble when I do that. Uh, well, you can do. So the- you do favour him more. You do love mum more than dad. <laughs> I like the way you're dad. <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, hang on. God, this is just like home. Fucking hell. Mine's, mine's struggling to come out a little bit more than yours, Cameron. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Stop, stop it. Stop oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's news for the week. Ugh. I had to, I had to amp that up. Cameron's really, on board yeah, now. It yeah. took two years. <laughs> Two whole years, <laughs> and for him to be sleepy as all hell, for him to find it funny. <sighs> so, w- w- listeners, we actually have got some massive news. Yeah, well, so, whoa, 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 what, whoa, what? whoa, I don't care what news you guys think you've got that's important. What have you got? I have got the biggest news this week. All right. Well, let me let me inform the listeners I what's going confident. on. I feel confident I've got the biggest news this week. And all you right. guys, whatever you're going to report is going to be a shadow of what I'm reporting. No problem. Okay. So, listeners, what we're going to do is we're each going to say our huge news. Huge news. Mm. Say that. No. Huge news. <laughs> huge news. No, not so nasally. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're actually foregoing a topic for, the, for today because I feel like there's so much awesomeness going on in this little group. Oh, my God. That we are going to have to give it some breathing space. Yeah. Um. All right, I want to I want to do some housekeeping first. I want to say thank you to you, our listeners. Yes, not, not to me. You mean the listeners? The listeners. I did make eye contact with you, but no, I mean the the people getting this into their ear holes what, right what now. Are we, what are we thanking them for? We have reached twenty. We're now twenty thousand 
listens. Plus 20,000 listens. Yay. Which is a lot of gibbo. It is. Not enough, though. Not enough. Um, we're actually, yeah, we're at about 20,200 at the moment, I think, as we speak. Uh, listeners in the States, you're growing. Aye. They're growing. <coughs> so, look, without our listeners, without people um, just tuning in every so often whenever we release it fortnightly, we wouldn't have that many listens. Uh, so, thank you. Without listeners, we're just sitting around a table <laughs> yeah. talking shit. Yeah. And you guys have to listen to me a lot. Yeah. That's worth it. Message for the listeners? Um, keep keep on listening. <laughs> keep keep listening, listeners. Keep listening. Perfect. All right, Gibbo. What is your massive news? Well, as I said, this is gonna blow both of you out of the water, no Go matter on. no matter what you're gonna report. Yeah. But yesterday, thirtieth of July. Yeah. Was my birthday. Yay! Happy, <laughs> birthday, happy birthday, Thank you. Fifty-five. Thank you. Five. 50 forty-seven. Five. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Mofo. Wow. Now I got a. I got a, a. I got into a debate with someone in the tea room. Is forty-seven mid forties or late forties? Late forties. Right. Sorry, you should have never said that on this podcast. You should have led with something <laughs> to push us to the the answer you wanted. Um, mate. Yep. That's. I didn't really. There's more than ten years between us. You guys are 35 and 36, aren't you? No, I'm 33. <laughs> How old are you? You're like th- 20, aren't you? I think I'm 32. Wow. Give 32 up. and 33. Yeah, I'm way older than you would have thought too. that you'd be on a podcast with s- s- such young whippersnappers. Yeah. So when you were born, I was busy being a man. Yes, we've heard, yeah. <laughs> with your ponytail. Busy being and what were you a wearing? man. Didn't you wear a helmet for a bit? What were you talking about? There was a helmet involved in your past. That was... No, the <laughs> army hat. Army hat. Army... Oh, Jesus Christ, have I talked about that? <laughs> army hat. Ponytail, and I used to walk around uni barefoot for a while. Oh, no! That's new You know, every podcast, I say something that makes Cameron laugh till he oh, cries. Oh, that's incredible. And that is it. You were known as the guy that didn't wear shoes for a bit. I was trying how to... <laughs> I was trying out new was personalities it, and new looks. Any I was attention? discovering myself. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And I discovered that that was not a good look for me. Not no, a good look. No, the guy with dirty, gross feet. I went, I, was, I went to Griffith University and there were a lot of it. Was a, there was an environmental science department there. So a lot of kind of try-hard hippies. Yeah. So I tried that on for a bit. Didn't work. Didn't suit me. Mm. So I became big man on campus. That's what I became. <laughs> big man. <laughs> big man on campus. Big football man. star. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, how did we how did we get onto that? Oh, uh, age. Age. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, uh, let let me just summarize uh, relatively briefly what 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 went on. Yep. Friday night went to the Evoker. Lauren and Schmoopy was there. I didn't go. You didn't go because you think you're too important. Yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. And then, because this weekend, this is a Monday, so the weekend just, just gone, that was my birthday weekend. Yeah. Full of birthday activities Perfect. I love to do. Gibbo, what is your favourite birthday activity, mate? I found a new one. Joyce, <laughs> Joyce, um, we went and played laser tag. 
Oh, cool. That's cool. And it was an outdoor combat zone. What? With these super duper guns with laser sights, 200 yard range. It was awesome. Whoa. We have to go and play. It's on the way to Mawson Lakes. It's a bit far out, but it was great Were fun. you against children? Yeah. Did you yeah. win? Yeah. Keelan was with me and I was against Joyce <laughs> and Shauna and I dominated. <laughs> They died a lot. Shauna nearly cried. And I did hear her say, stop shooting me, Dad. <laughs> Even Keelan got three or four kills every game. And I was really uh, proud of him. He would just yeah. run up to people point blank. I just imagine. And they'd be like, who's shooting me? Who? Oh, it's a four-year-old boy. <laughs> I just imagine you like completely war-painted up oh, like, in was, your camo gear. It, it, it did bring out a sort of savage in me. It was great fun. Uh, and, and it's very competitive, Schmoopy, so you, I think you would love it. You uh, would love it. I'm interested. I'll, I'll beat your son at this sport. You will. You will. <laughs> you will. Um, and I got all the kind of foods I like to eat, lots of steak, snags, sausages. Went to a, 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 a friend's place for... Snags and sausages. Snags and sausages. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Went to a friend's house. They, have, they happened to have a party on the Saturday night. There was curry, wine, beer. Um, uh, it was for amazing. For international listeners, what's a snag? A sausage. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after we went laser tag, we went to Marion Shopping Centre and played video games. That sounds like a bloody awesome weekend. Yeah, and it's great for the kids because I like the same things they do. So they had a great time. Does that say more about the kids or you? Uh, it says it says it says normal things about the kids. It says bad things about <laughs> okay, me. Okay, right, great. <laughs> also, I've got something else to report. Oh, Les Gibbo. Oh my God, where's Gibbo? Is, is he still here? He's just so skinny now. We just can't see him ever. Last time I was 111.1 kilograms. 111.1. Now I am down to 105.6. Whoa. Yes. So that's a drop of 5.5 kilos. A suspiciously large drop. Why? Yeah, you weren't happy with that. I thought you were going to be over the moon, but you were like, oh, I'm so special. I'm worried that there's something wrong with the scales, and then the next time I get them on, I'll get the real weight, and I'll be like five kilos But this heavier. should be motivation for you. No, no, no. Obviously, I'm happy about that, so that's great news. Um, well, you're looking splendid for it, Gibbo. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And have a go at beating that news. All right. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's not guys. a competition. Yeah, it's not a competition as well. Cameron... You're here. It's, it's a, a competition. competition. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, gentlemen, you know how I said that I was going into the Hybrid World Lab, which was a two-day incubator for new startup companies. Is that like a competition? Well, it wasn't. Well, no, the first bit isn't like a competition. It was just like it was meant to be nice and lovely and, you know, you get feedback from mentors and they grow your business and help you sort of like, you know, I guess look up, uh, find opportunities and take care of them and that sort of stuff. Right? I remember that you said you're going to do present. Yeah, there. that's right. Yeah, and so part of this two day workshop was a pitching competition. Do you know what a pitching competition is, Gibbo? Is that like baseball? You were throwing baseballs at uh, a pitcher. You throw ideas into a crowd, oh and then God. some people go, "That's great!" And you normally win prizes and stuff. Oh. So look. Uh, let's start at the beginning. The two-day lab where I sat down and people were like, try this. Have you thought of this? What about this? Oh, wow. um, so I had, um, there was about, I don't know, five or six mentors that came up and actually sort of spoke to us, which was excellent. Um, 
It was run by, and this is going to make sense in a minute, and I can apologize to our American listeners, but it was run by an American. Hmm. Ooh. And there was a culture clash. <gasps> Between who? The American and Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so one American and all of Australia. <laughs> and all of Australia. So uh, I went to uh, Silicon Valley earlier this year and it was a great experience. And it was all about that hustle, right? Which yep. is like, you want it enough, you work late at night and you get in people's faces and you do all this stuff and you, you know, you're the best and you, you never... Well, the email culture was if you don't respond within a day, you're not taken seriously and, you know respond within an hour and that's what they expect okay right okay this is the sort of culture that um robert tursek who was the the the, sort of leading this lab um he wanted to bring to australia Mm -hmm. um and it kind of just backfired because people dropped out oh (laughs) oh really yeah to, they couldn't reply to the email in time. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Didn't come. <laughs> well, so on the second day, the first day was lovely, really supportive, lots of useful information. Everyone was really nice. On the second day, um, at the end of the second day, we had pitching finals. So for a, you had to get up and you had to talk about your business for five minutes, timed with a dinger. So they mm-hmm. would actually just ding you off if you didn't get to the end of it. Um, and you had slides and you had to say your business plan and your problem, your solution, your team, uh, your value proposition, all these different things to the judges. Yeah. But he really freaked out on that first, on the second day, because he was like, we've not prepared you for the pitch. And he uh, started the day just by getting in our faces. Ooh. Like being like, oh, that was another thing is, the schedule for the day, this is going to sound really pedantic, but I hope it illustrates the point, is the beginning of the day was uh, we had a schedule and from 9 to 9.20 was morning tea and coffee. Mm-hmm. First Nine, thing. First thing. Okay. 9 to 9.20, morning tea and coffee. Yep. 9.20, first thing, like welcome to the lab, second day and then carry on. Well, I turned up at about quarter past nine because I was like, well, tea and coffee, right? Yeah. Turn up, Australian, see that. Tea and coffee. Yum. Right? The first thing that came out of Robert Tursek's mouth was, if it was up to me, the companies that weren't here at 9 a.m. would be disqualified. Where's the hustle? (laughs) Oh. uh. (laughs) So you should have been drinking all the tea and all the coffee from 9 a.m. So look, I think just a completely cultural clash. Like, if that happens... If that's written down, Australians and people in the UK go, oh, that's a soft start to the day because yeah. there's a welcome at 9.20. Yeah. So it's like, turn that's up. That's the official thing. Yeah. I wouldn't even come for the welcome. Well, that's right. Like, turn up for the first little bit yeah. and then then you get going, you know? Um, anyway, so that was that was kind of uh, a little bit mental. And so my oppo- oppositional defiance disorder kind of flared up. Ooh. And at about 11.30, I was like, I'm off. Ooh. I was like, fuck this. You know, like I was really, because oh, wow. I, I was like, don't talk to us like we're kids. Like if you wanted us to be here at nine, just say it starts at nine. Yeah. Networking nine. with tea and coffee, not 9.20. There's a welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, I was, oh, I just can't, I'm, I'm all amped up again. I <laughs> he was trying to find out those who had hustle. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've got a hustle. Just tell me to hustle at nine. <laughs> I mean, just... You can bring the hustle, but you're not gonna you're not gonna hustle when you don't need to hustle. Exactly, I'm hustling's working, hard. That's right. I'm working smarter, not harder, guys. You're an Englishman living in Australia. I You'll know. bring the hustle when you're ready. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so um, the second day was mean. Ooh. I described it to someone as an entrepreneurial hazing Ooh. because he set that tone for the day. The people that spoke to me. 
that came over were mean. Really? About my pitch. They were like, I don't I'm, I don't get anything that you're saying. I don't and I was like, hang on, okay, fine, I get it. But like give me some feedback. How do yeah. I improve? And it was it was just like negative, <coughs> negative, negative. Um and it, yeah, it was just a massive cultural clash. And so an American has told Australians to be mean and in you know, inspire us with kind of something but they misunderstood it and yeah. they're just being rude just being mean they're just being mean they're not inspiring they're not and mm. so um he was described i think one of the mentors said to him it's like you're trying to inject um american drama like a, like a reality show where they kind of inject this fake drama into the day yeah um and that's kind of what happened um at one point in this entrepreneurial hazing I'd just been told my pitch was rubbish, that they didn't understand my business and that um, I didn't have a business case or something like that. And then as I'm sort of like trying to fix up my slides, which I have to give in two hours, um, I get someone else comes along and says, uh, all right, stand up and do your pitch for me. And then they're like, I've got another challenge. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Come listen to Andy's pitch. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. And they were like, come on, do it now. Stand up. Stand up now and give it to us in front of us, all five of us. So I had to give a, a pitch I knew was rub, or they, they thought was rubbish. I had zero chance to change it. And he was like, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but this is this is the hustle. And I'm like, oh. like I'm already yeah. I'm already out the door yep, in my yeah, mind. You're already fed up. Yeah. Anyone ask, want to talk about mirrors? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you pull out any jokes? I was, honestly, mate, my poker face is not good. <laughs> I reckon they knew to leave me alone after this. So not only then did I have to give a pitch that I was just told was rubbish, so I was in a mood anyway to five new people. Mm. Then I had to hear feedback from all of them. Mm. Oh, my God, it was painful. Yeah. And I reckon, I just like, just give me an hour. I can take on feedback. Just give me an hour. I'll change it up and I'll do it again. But it wasn't. It was like, you're going to do it now and we're going to be here and we're going to listen. Um, so massive culture class but anyway at 3.30 in the afternoon was our uh, there were 30 companies that entered 16 got chosen for the lab mm-hmm. a few didn't even turn up and a couple dropped out because of so the, dropped out as in just left just yeah. left halfway through just the said day it was like they're just too damaged yeah, yeah. just they're like gone. I can't like don't like me with my with my yeah. um, with my uh, what do you call it opposition opposition defiance. defiance I was just like I'm off. I'm off. Yeah. And so someone did leave. Someone didn't turn up to the second day. Um, yeah. So then we were whittled down to, yeah, these sort of like, I don't know, there were probably 11 companies in the end, all pitching for uh, for five spaces in the finals. Jeez. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, we knew that there was $85,000 on the line. <sighs> Whoa. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So it's a lot of money, especially for an early startup. Especially like for me, it's six or seven months since, you know, Pocket Conference as it was then, now Verbalize.science was released. So that's a huge amount of money to me. Mm-hmm. I can do so much with that. Um, and we had to pitch. Now I'm all, I'm still in a mood. I hold grudges <laughs> so long. So they're like, come and check your slides. So I go up and plug it in, like drag and drop my folder across. Like, does it work? Yeah, it fucking works. Like, he just leave me alone. I just was so angry. Um, anyway, then I sat down and I said to myself, it's, it was about to start the pitching competition. So to get to the finals, this was just in front of maybe 30 people. Yeah. And I was like, Andy, be yourself. Have fun. Ooh. 
go up there and just don't worry about what's happened today. Just get through it. Yeah. So uh, that's a good bit of advice. Finally, yeah. But that was my advice. That by was the way. you giving oh, yourself that was advice. Me giving, that was me giving me advice. None of the hazing. Where mentors. was the hustle in the advice? <laughs> I was well. One of the other teams, I heard them say, like as we were preparing and everyone was was kind of getting ready, they were like, I heard them panicking. This kind of like, oh no, like what are we gonna do? And then one of their team members piped up and was like, We're in Australia. We're gonna do it our way, uh, <laughs> right? And I looked across and wow. I was like. I'm so pleased you're saying what I'm thinking. Like I just Good was on like them. Good I just on you know you, you can bring urge a sense of urgency, but you can't you can't force Australians to do something they don't want to do in a in a rude way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I got up and uh, I was very lucky and I got through to the top six. They were so good they chose an extra one. Ooh. Oh, so what this involved then was spending the whole weekend practicing. A pitch. Well, this this is going for quite a long time, Mate, isn't it? It's a long time. What this story or <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, like, this is days and days of your time. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. This and is like Survivor. It is. Yeah, especially with all of the weirdness in the middle. It, it, yeah, yeah, it felt it's, long. It's exactly like Survivor. Um. Anyway, to get through to the finals, and by the way, I owned that pitch. Yeah, I owned it. It was smooth, slick. It was yep. a little bit funny. I was me. Oh, did you? If only I could watch myself. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were gonna do the nitrocellulose yes, paper. Did yeah. you do that? Did you do that trick? I didn't do it to get through to the finals. Oh, hold on! Saved. I kept it in your pocket. I knew. Literally. Yeah, I knew I needed something. I was pretty confident I could get through to the finals. I'm a confident public speaker. The business is going well. Like. All right, if I can get to the top five, I need something to take me to that next level. Mm-hmm. All right, so I kept it. Nice. Yeah. You anyway. Need, you need cellulose paper. The Monday, two days later, mm-hmm. we were pitching in front of the Hybrid World Tech Conference, which was 400 people, on a stage where, have you seen like big proper conferences where they have the ginormous screen and this little tiny person, it's like TED Talks, like this little tiny person uh-huh. and this massive screen. And it was just a huge stage and it was nerve wracking. And we were last that day. So I had to wait all day going through my mind the pitch, trying to remember the yep. first line. Did you get there at 9 a.m.? No. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely guy, by the way. If he ever listens to this, I do really like him. But just that moment, I did not like him. Um, uh, and yeah, so I was last up. So I had to wait for everyone else to do their pitches. And they were polished, guys. All right. They spent their weekend. They'd spent their weekend practicing. They were all great. They were brilliant, like well-rehearsed, slick, business-focused presentations. But you spent the weekend being Andy. I did, yeah. Well, I remember saying to Kate on one of the days, being want, yourself. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's just drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, my, uh, Kate helped me uh, perfect the pitch as well, which is great. She sort of, which is not always easy to take advice from your partner, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. So absolutely, I, I did really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you did really well to take advice from Kate. That's right. Well done, Andy. Well done. Well done. Well done. She really, she really helped, and um, uh. Then I got up 
I gave the pitch, right? I told you about the thing where you got five minutes, you get a ding at one minute, mm. and then we were we were threatened that they would cut the mic. Okay, one minute remaining. One minute remaining, yeah. And then you'd get ding, 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 and you had to finish, right? So I uh, had a structure to my pitch where I had a personal story up front that people could connect with. I held, like, hid? Yes, I hid the business stuff, like condensed it into numbers kind of for the middle bit. And then I finished strong with another kind of like, you know, verbalize.science, we're investing in the future, a future where the value is unlocked from peer-reviewed research and, you know, like that kind of big mm-hmm. ticket thing, right? People love it. Like, I, f- I feel like I made someone cry. Like, people are touching their hearts. <laughs> you know, like, someone sang just... the national anthem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, it was, but... I'm hamming up the story at the beginning, right? It's the end of the day. I'm seeing people are enjoying the personal story. I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm getting good feedback from the crowd. I'm loving yeah. it. Then, I, then I'm like, all right, go on to, now to get to the crux of it. I'm going to go to my business. I'm not even halfway through yet. And I hear, bing. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I really hammed up. Like, I really went for that story. I didn't. No, I'd spent four <laughs> minutes on my first two slides. <laughs> I was like, shit. Anyway, th- now it was just numbers, right? Numbers, numbers, numbers. But I knew I needed to get to the very end because I needed that big finish. Yeah. I didn't want to risk being caught out on my numbers slides. Like, um, So I rushed through the numbers and then I got to their final bit. Verbalized science, investing in the future, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that went great. We had live questions. And I tell you what, as a scientist, you are, you're used to live questions. Mm. But for some people that were also pitching, they were like, oh, I can't believe they're asking us questions. But thinking on your feet and having to answer live questions is a big thing in science. So yeah, for me, exactly. I was like, we're, you have to do it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm done. Didn't feel like the, the presentation went very well. Sat back down. No worries. All good. Mm-hmm. Then the announcement. They said there's two winners, and I was like, "Oh, my chances have improved." Yeah, one third. Yeah, yeah, good math. (laughs) Um, they said (laughs) verbalize.com. That's not my business. (laughs) And athletes AI. So I. So you, you, or was there another company called verbalize.com? I rushed the stage, and I didn't give them a chance. Um, Hold on a minute. You won what? $40,000. $40,000. US dollars or Australian dollars? Australian dollars. Cheeky Aussies. <laughs> Cheeky Aussie dollars. Well, uh, since I'm self-actualized, I'm just going to say, well done, Andy. Thanks. And uh, Thanks. I guess that's pretty big news. I feel like I could run a business where I only win pitches. <laughs> I've been in three pitches and I've been placed in each one. I reckon if I could just do this six every six months. And your secret is being Andy. Secret is being Andy. Oh, oh when did you let off the fucking fireworks? Guess what? I bloody couldn't. Oh, what? Yeah, because I was like, I went up to the sound guy and I was like, I need a lapel mic. He was like, no worries. I said, I need, because I need to hold some paper and a lighter. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no worries. I got you. And then on the on the actual pitch, they were like, no, you've got to use a handheld mic. So I had handheld mic, clicker to go through my slides. Yeah. I had nowhere oh. to do anything. So I'm saving that one for a pitching event that's worth more than $85,000. <laughs> Um, what's the line you're going to say when you light the thing? 
Oh! <laughs> is, it, is it relevant at all to what you're going to be talking Probably about? Probably not. Or just... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be like, magic, and just like smoke bomb myself off stage. <laughs> like never before in P-pop history, mm-hmm. we've all, kind of you, Gibbo, we've all got big news. Yes. Cameroon. Hold, wait, we mean kind of. I, I had big news. Yeah, yeah, 47, 47. All right, fine. Do you have my regular news as well or just my big news? Oh, give no, build up to it. Build up to it, mate. Well, so I've got a series of newses to, 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 <laughs> to share. News <laughs> I. <clears throat> uh, started a new research project this year with my University of Adelaide Fellowship. Yes. Uh, last Friday, two Fridays ago, I submitted the first paper based oh. upon work done only at the University of Adelaide. Congratulations. Well done, man. Well, well done. done. Took me six months. That's really good. Hopefully I'll get another paper out uh, with work only on University of Adelaide before I, before the end of the year as well. Well done, Smoopy. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so that was good. Uh, and I, I submitted that paper and then the next day I went to a conference. I've been I've been away. Yeah, oh, yes, that's of why course. we couldn't record last week. Yeah, how was your conference? Traveling man, yeah, it was good. So we talked that I I made a poster and I mm. verbalized dot scienced my com. poster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did something. I there's something wrong with me at the moment where I really push deadlines a lot. <laughs> I really push deadlines, and then there's always going to be a point where. You've gone too far. Yeah, and it's like, a mistake. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you are you are a bit of a deadline pusher, aren't you? Have you pushed deadlines in the past? All the time. I, it's yeah. getting worse and worse. It's getting worse <laughs> and worse. I I never uh, used to be, but uh, I I yeah. never I used to just like think that this was good enough. Yeah. Now I have this idea in my head that I'm quite good at things. Oh, so you're like so, I can do that in like an hour. No, it's not. It's more that this isn't. Cameron quality yet. Oh, so, I see. So you're doing your old effort and you're looking at it and going, not good enough. Yeah, and then I end up spending longer and longer, but I expect that I'll be faster. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Interesting. So I was preparing the poster the day before I left. Oh. In fact, oh, wow. Uh, on a Saturday in Adelaide, shops aren't open on the weekends very much here. Especially like where you need to go, like this, no, what's it called? Like a printing Printing place. place. Yeah. Office works. I finished my verbalize.science at 3 p.m. Nice. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. All the printing places close at 5 p.m. Yeah. I thought I'll just ring around and see who's got the shortest queue yeah. because I didn't want to stand there. Sometimes they take like half an hour to print it. Yeah. Every single place I called said, we can't have this done for you today. Oh, hey, this is a nightmare. <laughs> so I'm staring down the barrel of going to a conference to present no poster or maybe holding up my iPad <laughs> and doing a pseudo digital poster. Yeah. What about I, you, you, could, you could have printed it out on A3 or, or a series <laughs> of A4s? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you could, could have, have you done could it have. on like your home I have computer. seen that before. I have seen that before. <laughs> so what I did, so I'm going to Sydney. Officeworks National Chain, mm-hmm. I got it sent to Officeworks in Sydney to nice. get printed. Oh, very good. Good problem um, solving. They said there's a one to two day ta- lead time. I needed it printed within one day. Mm. You pushed it. 
I pushed it. I was flying to Sydney. I was going to land at 5 p.m. or something like that. And luckily, the stores there are open until 9 p.m. Because they're a real city. (laughs) (laughs) Stores open till 9 p.m.? I do not believe it. On a Sunday? Is this the future? On a Sunday? On a Sunday? That's even (laughs) What the hell? Insane. So, they were open, but... Uh, there was a lot of drinks at the welcome reception. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bother to call Officeworks on that day or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> mate, you, is there anxiety building? I guess you've suppressed it with yeah, alcohol. The deadlines are getting pushed. <laughs> and this is not perfectionism causing this pushing. This is love of alcohol. So I, I have a new plan now. Officeworks opens at 7 a.m. So, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. Yep. And I'm just going to get up early, go there at 7, and then I've got two hours before the conference starts perfect. to get the poster oh, printed. Easy, easy, mate. The perfect crime. The perf- <laughs> <laughs> I get up on time, I leave for office works on time, Whoa. and they've already printed my poster. Oh! <sighs> Very good. I thought you were going to say you got up at 10. <laughs> As Oprah said, ask the universe and it will provide. Yeah, so Secret, yeah. all of that worrying of mine and I mean, I what was I doing wasting my time having the post sent to office work so early? Yeah. I should have spent even longer on it. <laughs> Next time, Smoopy, you know you can push it even further. Yeah, so even further. Lesson not learned. No, lesson I, not learned. You, you're going to start living even more and more on the edge. I can't <laughs> wait to go to a conference when Cameron's standing beside a poster board with his iPad. <laughs> and you'll know then he's gone he's too gone far. <laughs> they'll just have that look. Be like, I did yeah. I, I went too far. I went I too want, far. I want people to go up to Cameron's poster and be like, is it still warm? <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Hot from the press. <laughs> Why am I getting a sunburn? Uh, very good. Well, well done. Good on yeah. you, man. Good on you. So your problem solving saved you. You yep. bloody good scientist. You. Worked it out. Yeah. yeah. So another time where I uh, pushed pushed things to the limit. Yeah. I had a car once. I, I still I still do actually. A different car though. <laughs> and the uh, I was kind of of the opinion that like. You have the empty to full to empties on the on the petrol thing. Yeah. You, are, you are Kramer <laughs> of Seinfeld. My God, the the needle can go well below empty before your car is actually empty. <laughs> I've heard people talk about this before. You assume it would be a design fault that as soon as it hit empty, your yeah. car would stop. Like it's got to give you yeah. warning, right? Yeah. But you, I mean, you can go like a hundred kilometers <laughs> below empty. There's an extra right? hundred k between the empty and the bit below the empty. Is that what you're telling me? The needle has to almost fall off. Before you're actually empty, it has to bend around the stopper. Yeah, I mean, and I'd know because because you, you pushed it. I once had my car go empty on the oh. South Road here, one of the busier, busier roads uh, in our area. Yeah, and how, how far was the needle down? How far below the E was it? Like, I could have fit an, uh, another E <laughs> underneath oh underneath the spot. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. knew yeah. next time, didn't you? Yeah. When you're on E, you got another yeah. another hundred k. So I, I, I and you know what I did. I just pushed my car into a nearby um, mechanic, just told the guy, hey, I'm just going to leave my car here for a bit. I'll come back. 30 meters down the road, there was a petrol station. They sold jerry cans and they let me fill up the petrol straight away. Oh, my God. It wasn't late to work. Oh, Oh, Cameron. But I haven't, I think I learned my lesson that time. I haven't 
pushed the empty limit so much. I like now. the idea that you've got to you've got to find the limit yourself. You you got yeah. to push it past that, and then ah uh, okay, I can I can ease back on that, and that's where my my natural limit is. Uh, yeah. You're wrong. You haven't learnt your lesson, <laughs> and you're continually pushing the envelope. Hence this alcohol fueled poster picking up session that you discussed. How did the uh, poster well received? By the way, it did okay. Yeah. Um. There were about a hundred posters, oh. and they gave out twelve poster prizes. All right, all right. So one of the sponsors was Springer. Yeah, and so they have a lot of books. So they just had textbooks on display, mm. and then they ended up being the prizes. Oh, boring. So, yeah, uh, wow, but that is weak. Yeah, <laughs> but it's quite good, I think, for conferences to have a lot of prizes. Yeah, because yeah. then because it always looks good on CVs to say that you've won a poster prize. Yeah, yeah that's so true. That's very, I didn't very happen true. to get chosen. Maybe they're um, such a successful early career researcher that they thought I didn't need. Uh, a no, book. I don't think there's yeah. any real evidence for that, is there? <laughs> not yet. Not that I, yeah, I know. Not that I know. Of. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, didn't get one out of the. Oh, well, 12. look, you can't win them all, Schmoopy. You no. can't always be a winner. I was. Like me and, uh, me and this bloke here in front of me. You forgot my name, <laughs> you old man. Um, and people were using the link, by the way. They were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll find out the numbers, but I remember looking and it was more than one. More than one? Yeah. Oh was it? God. Can you see? I reckon I did it twice. All right. So maybe two people. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that just so Andy would think that someone was accessing it? I was just making sure it worked. Oh, fair enough. And fair I enough. showed someone how it worked and then they like nodded at me and walked off. I was expecting <laughs> them to also do it. <laughs> That's, late. That's amazing. Oh, a uh, bit more news, actually. More this is I have some super news. I have some big news. Oh yeah, we'll see. I might have said this last podcast, but you can just cut that out. Oh, I well. reckon. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. a 2018 South Australian young tall poppy. What is the what is the tall poppy for our listeners? So the tall poppy is a science award for under 35 year olds. I think for that's the young part. Is that the young part? Yeah. 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 Um, and they're put on by the the government, the Institute of Policy, mm. and the idea is that they want young scientists to be proud of their achievements. So we have this thing here in Australia called the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Where we actually want to chop off the tall poppies you and and not actually celebrate people doing well yeah when we talk about culture clashes in the states they love it's it's very close to a brag right like i've done this and i know this person whereas in australia that that rubs people up the wrong way yeah and so if you if someone's like i've won this award and i've done all this yeah your natural instinct is to ignore them or try to cut them down yeah with words and so this is mm. the the tall poppy is to encourage people to celebrate their achievements and to kind of take that phrase back, the tall poppy, to mm. make it a good thing. Mm. Um, and so they selected 10 people and uh, I am I was one of them. So it's based Fantastic. not on science research but also science communication. Mm. Well, well done. That's pretty f- – and uh, like this is an important prestigious thing to win, right? For In terms of getting your name out there, in terms of – I mean, you shook – Someone import. What was it? It was the guy who gave ah, you the so, honourable someone or other. So I was given the award by the governor of South Australia, hmm. um, and then I was also given a certificate by the minister for 
the something. Yeah, yeah. Industry. He, I checked, and he was the same guy that gave me my award. I'm cutting you down and choosing him. But uh, I, he, did he say anything weird to you? No. Because he said, like, he came up to me afterwards. He was like, the government's very committed to entrepreneur, entrepreneurial success or something like that. Oh. Like, really quick. Just, all right, mate. It's not. I'm not going to vote for you. I can vote. I'm not a citizen. <laughs> Chill out, dude. He was just really good. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. And so um, you and a number of people now are through... I mean, is there, like, a winner of the of the tall poppies? Or is there... Or, yeah, is there another is round? So there wasn't... So the... The tall poppies are announced at this at this event, yep. which happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, but there's actually going to be there are they selected four tall poppies to run for tall poppy of the year. Ooh. And then from those four, they select one who will be called the tall poppy. The of tallest the year. poppy. The tallest poppy. So is this Australia wide? No. So that's South Australia. So each state has got their own tall poppy system. Yes. Ah, very good. Very good. Um. I want to go back to the when you applied. All right. Have you? I'm interested in because we talked a while ago about applying for awards and putting yourself out there, right? Yes. And you obviously did. Yes. While you were writing that like that application, were you like, "Oh yeah, this is mine. I'm the best." Did it feel <laughs> good to you while you were writing it? No. So I I I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking about applying. Yeah. I didn't think I was competitive for it. But I got an email from the someone in the vice chancellor, the research office at the university, and they yep. just said, Hey, Cameron, we think you'd be good to apply for this. So I did. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just did it. I, I, they sent me some of the previous year's winners. Um, mm hmm their applications and so comparing myself to them or other previous winners i i felt rather inadequate oh really compared to them yeah it mostly in terms of science communication right um but i yeah i just did it anyway and i happened and to get won. through yeah i think so that's a good message for our listeners right like just uh, i think we said it in the previous podcast but just apply for stuff like and it's not normally too onerous these things tend to be a few pages because, I mean, as scientists, we're used to filling out massive applications mm, yeah. for massive risk. Um, but in this case, I mean, I remember applying for one and, yeah, a couple pages. And the important thing is you get someone to back up, back you up, right? To say that yeah. this person's awesome. Yeah. So this is, it was four pages in total yeah. plus a two-page CV, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, two pages written by my nominator and two pages written by me yeah. about how I've done good things in science and how i've done good things in science communication wicked and i wrote all four pages yeah um, and then asked someone to sign it yeah as my nominator yeah perfect well well done smoopy i guess i guess that's pretty big news but yesterday <laughs> was my birthday yeah no sorry yeah i mean it's, once again it's yesterday big was news. my birthday yeah. so that's yeah. big news no, still it's, it's still good. big news but well done there smoops well done that's excellent i'm really and what did you use for your science communication? Ah, heavily based on my articles in the conversation, Perfect. which which are very popular in my appearance on the children's television show Scope. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. Oh, and uh, they seem quite interested that I'm involved in a science-based podcast. Oh, 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 o
the tall poppy of the year. No, no. <laughs> I don't see how that... We're, we're no, 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 that's, that no, it's fine. No, no, no. I, I can make that connection and I can rationalise it. So, uh, well done. Yeah. Brilliant news. Congratulations. Yeah, thank well you. Done, maybe. So, something I'll... Maybe, Andy, you can answer this. You've, you've been pretty confident about how good you were at winning. Uh, yeah. But do you, like feel any kind of imposter syndrome like do you think you were the best or the second within the top two i feel the imposter syndrome bit because <laughs> this is a whole new world for me the yep. entrepreneurial entrepreneurial world is <laughs> is completely new but i've done quite well but i feel like i'm doing the same thing that i did in science which is my communication has got me through to this like and it's i do feel like I do feel imposter in the fact that like there's that sense often where you go, they'll find out that I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I ever felt that in science as much as I do right now, but particularly in the startup world, no one feels comfortable because you you just can't. You just just always just, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the Mm -hmm. next thing? There's no planning necessarily. You've got a strategy, but one thing can just throw that out. So do I feel like an imposter? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I have to deal with it? Uh, is it easier to feel like an imposter when you've got 40 grand? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to hand it back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, yeah, not going to be like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> um, but absolutely. And yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel very lucky. I really think there's a lot of luck involved in me being nominated. So I, I, I think I've, I did enough to get myself in the conversation of to be in the top 10 mm-hmm. but i think a lot of luck was involved in me actually being part of that top 10 yeah Do yeah, yeah. Well, i mean i i feel a bit like an imposter because i don't i, <laughs> yeah. I don't because feel like i'm 47 yeah. 47 and you yeah. keep hanging around with 33 year olds yeah yeah yes. hang on you're not even wearing any shoes <laughs> get out of it i wear shoes now i learned my lesson like, no ponytail on this head no army hat and definitely shoes but I perhaps wear shorts a bit too often. You're a little bit like an imposter, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, back to your imposter syndrome. Thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, you must you must understand though that you're to get there. You you not only got to satisfy. There is certainly luck involved, but that's the same luck for everyone that's that's there. Yeah. Um, and the fact is, you have satisfied all of the criteria to get to where you are Mm -hmm. and it's always really easy to feel like an imposter because you don't know what the other people really are doing like like on paper they're brand new to you whereas for you you're like can i really use that thing or like yeah they've had they've had the same like thing in their own mind and mate who's got their own podcast Hey, with over twenty thousand listens. None of them. None of them. No, no. None of them well, lose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of the ones who didn't make the top ten have Had their own podcasts. podcasts. Well, not a good podcast. Like <laughs> not this good one. enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. Um, yeah. So imposter syndrome is 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 rife. But how do you tackle it? I just, I just put up with it. Like I, I accept that I'm lucky, and and that's fine with me. Yeah. Um. And but I like as you said, like I also accept that I did enough to at least get my to warrant myself being in the conversation mm. around it, and so mm. uh, it kind of helps. Like the fact that I won this one will probably help when I don't win the next one, yeah. Because then I can rationalize it that I imagine I was in the conversation, but it just wasn't my time. 
So you think it's a, a mechanism through which you can be comfortable with failure? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. I, I kind of feel guilty almost for the people who didn't win, who would be equally deserving as I am. Like, I, I'm guilty. Yeah. I don't feel that. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't think that you should have given $10,000 to whoever came fourth in the competition? Nope. <laughs> Give me some money. You give me some money. You're no, old. You, you got a proper some. job. Give me some money. You just bought a house. Give me some money. Um, yeah, good. Good. Anything else to add? It was my birthday <laughs> yesterday. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is brushing teeth, which we may or may not have done before because we're getting so popular and huge with so many podcasts that we may have maybe done this. Let us know. But it certainly should be an everyday activity. Yeah. Which maybe we've science this has moved away from everyday activities a little bit it recently. Has, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we're coming back we're to back. our back to our roots, if anything else. Absolutely. I think I think I did suggest once to science this conquering the world, and we didn't consider that an everyday activity. No, no. Although in a way, life is trying to conquer the world just one little bit at a time. No, I mean actually like having oh, a throne no. and being emperor. Yeah, that's why we didn't do it. Okay. Um, I'll go first. So, when you're brushing your teeth, right? What's the most annoying thing about brushing your teeth? Um, remembering to do it. No, oh, easy. Just get into a routine, you mucky bugger. Um, so, you're saying remembering to do it isn't the most inconvenient thing? No. No, because I do it. I do it every day. I do it two, nearly three, sometimes three times a day. Oh, well, hold on. You have a lot of spare time, don't you? Yeah, I'm a freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from remembering, I can't think of anything that's really inconvenient about it. The the f- spitting. Spitting. Oh, I enjoy that bit. The bit I don't like is the fact they're in my mouth. Ooh. The fact that... Your like, teeth? Yeah. Or anything? Just, or just any, anything. But like the fact that teeth... The, the thing that makes them hard is the fact that you've got to get a brush and you've got to get in there mm-hmm. to... Get the like. Surely, if you're going to clean something, you don't go. I'll put it in this tiny box, and then I'll try to clean it. Be right? better to take them out and clean them. It would be, wouldn't it? Or you could extend the walls of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. God. So, I'm, so I actually came up with a. <laughs> you sci- really are dead weight, aren't you? I actually came up with a scientific question. I was like, I wonder if having a bigger mouth leads to better oral health. Oh my goodness! Right, because I'm thinking you could you can maneuver around in there. You can uh, floss really easily because you can get both your fingers in there. Also, have you heard of a water flosser? No, no. It's a little water flosser. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so hold on, is it like a a jet stream of water? Yeah, what is it? it's like a tiny like nozzle that goes in your mouth it's completely portable and it sprays water really like Ooh. little stream right in between your teeth yeah apparently it's better because it's it's like softer on your teeth or shit um so what i what i want to do guys is i want to take uh people with different mouth sizes because mm-hmm. you've got a little mouth do i no you've who's got the little mouth i don't know open up your mouth you got yeah, you got a tiny mouth. Look at that. Do I? Yeah. How do you even eat? I don't know. <laughs> How do I eat? <laughs> With my little mouth. 
I have um, noticed he munches things up and drinks through a straw. Is that, <laughs> is that what's going That yeah. explains it. Yeah, that's why you like smoothies. <laughs> Do I really have a little mouth? Yeah. Look. <laughs> look, <laughs> look. your mouth again, Cameron. It's tiny. Yeah, you're self-conscious. You can't open it as wide. <laughs> you do have tiny little mouth. Yeah, you've got a little mouth. Uh, anyway, so what I'm doing is I'm getting a range of people with different... Well, us, initially. Yeah. Right? So Cameron's got Hold a on, little... Hold on, 100 people? No, just three. three. Uh, How do I turn the camera You've got around? a little mouth. You've got a medium mouth. I feel like I've got a medium mouth. And I want to actually grab one of my friends. <laughs> you've got a massive mouth. Thank it's you. like it's on a fucking hinge. Thank you. Thank you. Like like a snake. I, yep. could, I could swallow yep. you whole. Probably. Um, And I want to give a shout out to a listener of the show and big mouth aficionado. Oh, yeah. That is bigger than mine. <laughs> and a big mouth aficionado, Arnold Bonilla. Oh, has Arnold got a massive dog? He has gob. got a big, big old mouth. A lovely, a lovely, but he has got a big old mouth, right? And clean teeth. And super clean teeth. Good on you, Arnold. So what we're doing is over the course of a month is we're measuring the bacteria in people's mouth. Is that what you brush your teeth for? Bacteria, yeah. A bit, yeah, because that's like bad breath smell and oh, okay. like swab between Isn't some bacteria teeth. good though? Yeah, you've got to have a little bit of bacteria. You've been reading Wikipedia. You read the same Wikipedia article I did. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, Not all of my information comes from Wikipedia. And um, plaque and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so we're measuring mouth size yep. versus oral health. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think bacteria is an easy one, but we could also chuck in like smell, that sort of, I don't know, other things. Okay. Um, and then whoever, whatever mouth size has got the cleanest mouth, we're going to say, all right, that's that's the best. But what I'm imagining is that, in fact, the largest natural mouth still won't be clean enough. Oh, my God. What are you going to do well, not, to people? Not the maximum level. Not the ma- I feel like it would be linear, and it's not going to be a bell curve in the range of natural mouth sizes for humans. Yeah, it's going to be skewed. I feel like there's going to be an increase, so bigger mouth, bigger oral health, because you can get everything. It's like, you know, you can send a bloke in there, you know, to just clean it out. <laughs> oh get someone God. from Airtasker. They go in, <laughs> give your mouth a good scrub. You know, a guy called Bill. Hey, Bill, get in there, mate. Um, Go on, Bill. That's a hell of a job. Go on, Bill, get in there, mate. How are we we controlling? So say if you are brushing your teeth three times a day, whereas small mouth me, I'm only doing it once a day. Is that fair? Or do we are we, no, we doing the same those. brush and yeah. everything? I'll give you I'll give everyone like a brushing stroke lesson. Uh-huh. So that everyone knows how to stroke. Because the toothpaste the Cameron the toothbrush Cameron used will have to be just the head of it will have to be tiny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like it's just a couple all, of I mean that thing you know, like, is the size of one of Arnold's teeth. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. It's just a couple of fibers on a toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, you know like the people the people who paint those really tiny, oh, intricate, yeah, like figurines. Yep. That's what he's using in his mouth. He's got like this single hair brush that he's just like, uh, uh, and when like he finishes, that. he's like, oh, God, my mouth was full. Yeah, then. It's bloody right. hell. <laughs> Have you got a smaller brush? <laughs> yeah. Well, Arnold's got a fucking hairbrush yeah, in there. Arnold, <laughs> Arnold, you know, like the He's got things... a bloke with a long pole and he's like in and out and in and out. Yeah, there's four people involved. Um, Arnold's not here to defend himself. Sorry, Sorry Arnold. Arnold. We um, love your mouth yeah. and your teeth. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking is that we can do better. Really? Yeah. So we're going to monitor this, but my, my suspicion is we're going to have to 
improve the size of people's mouths. How are you, yeah. All right, I'm scared to ask. How are you going to make people's mouths bigger? So there's going to be a sleeping thing where we expand their their jowls <laughs> over a few months with balloons. <laughs> Right? Mm -hmm. That's a race to the bottom. Here we go. So then it's like, (laughs) and next, until we get these massive gobs, right? Yep. And then four people can be involved Mm. just cleaning. Do you know what I mean? Like you get in there, like, forget floss. What about little gob over here? What are you going to do with him? (laughs) How are you going to fit balloons in there? No, you start off with little balloons. Yeah, well, that's pretty tiny. And you just make them. Bigger over time. I mean, yours would could stretch out over like a year, maybe. Yeah, give him a year. Give him a year to stretch out. But essentially, you end up with these big old cheek jowls. Yep. But that's not good enough because obviously, then you're limited naturally by the jaw, the oh, natural Lord. hinge of the jaw. Here we go, listeners. So what we'll be doing is hin- like double hinging that, so it's actually it opens up, but then we'll put some. I don't, I don't know biology oh, very well. It goes straight down. It just opens like. Yeah, like just break straight. the jaw, <laughs> kind of. Not break it. Well, you will have to break it, but it'll be fixed with a double locking joint. So you go open to normal, uh, then you go, and it goes flat, and it flaps down. So now your mouth is so uninhibited. You've got your chin touching your just neck, flopping down. Yeah, yeah, with your head straight and your big old cheeks, right where someone helps holds them out. You have now got perfect level cleaning ability in that mouth. And I feel like we're going to reach a plateau with that. I feel like we're going to bell curve it, right? Because you get too big, you're not going to be able to close your mouth, and then all the bacteria that grows in uh-huh. there is going to get even worse, right? So you're still going to have to be able to close your mouth. It's going to be like a bag of leaves. It's in going there. to be that's right. It's going to be like oh, blowing yeah. around. So, um, so yeah. So we're going to see where the bell curve is, and we're looking for mouth size versus bacteria and oral, oral health, and then. Once I've decided that, it's going to be mandated that everyone has the operation to make the best mouth size. And once again... Thank you. Once again, with science this, we need a totalitarian society for this to work. Well Seems done, Andy. I'm, I am interested to know if a study's been done on mouth size versus oral health. Yeah. All right, Schmoopster. So we've already discussed that I'm a little bit tired today. No worries. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are and uh, I cook dinner tonight, which means that Chris still arrives at Andy's house at the same time. Mm. Normally, they go and get dinner and then come to my house. Yeah. Today, they come to my house 20 minutes early. Yeah. I was still researching my science this. Oh. So, oh. Here we go. Might not be the greatest science this of all time. But as well, Schmoopser, leaving it to the last minute, literally we're walking through the... Oh, here we go. This is his, this is his new this thing is now, his, isn't it? Leaving it to the last minute, Schmoopser. Pushing it to the limit. Yeah. Pushing it to the limit. Cleaning my house as well. All right. Enamel. Yes. You know what it's made from? Calcium. Well, yep, basically, calcium phosphate hydroxide, mm. hydroxyapatite. Hydroxyapatite? Yeah, that's what it's called. Wow. It's hungry. So it's a, <laughs> it's a calcium ion with some phosphate ligands okay. and a hydroxyl group, right. OH minus. OH minus. And what fluorine does, so fluorine's added to drinking water for us here in, in Adelaide. and to Fluoride as well. To many um, Toothpaste. toothpastes. Yeah. And what fluoride does... Is it replaces the OH on the hydroxyapatite with oh. an F Ooh. with the fluorine? I didn't even know that how that worked. You brought the science 
and so that that's fluorapatite. Mm. And so f- what's happening here is that that's a much stronger material than what hydroxyapatite is. Mm. So fluorine is the most electronegative uh, element we, there is. Yep. So it bonds the strongest to anything else. So it's, it's making a stronger bond yeah. than what the OH was beforehand, making the tooth and animal stronger. That's why your, your tooth and animal is so strong. That's wicked. I did not know that. Is that why... Because OH minus an acid, is that anything to do with why... Because you... It wouldn't leave as water or anything like that. It's not like a. I think that acid does kind of di- like dissolve the hydroxyapatite yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. Right. Very good. So, so that's that's what we've got right now. Mm. Can we make fluorapatite, calcium fluoride? Mm. Can we make something even stronger on our teeth? Yes. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy one for me would be to say graphene carbon nanotubes, my graphene. favorite material. Yeah. Uh, you would get black teeth. They're quite mm. strong. Yeah, but uh, they are black. Who cares if they're strong, though? they super, super strong. Black teeth could become fashionable. <laughs> All right. But I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go down the fluorine route. Okay. Fluorapatite. Yes. Calcium, fluorine, yep. and some phosphates in there. Yeah. Calcium is a 2-plus ion. Mm-hmm. But what I think we can do with toothpastes to make it even stronger is to replace calcium with aluminium. Which is three plus. Yes. And then we could get aluminium phosphate difluoride. Right. So you're so we've increasing got, the amount of fluoride there is per hydroxyl group. Yes. Right. So well, so so we've got extra fluorine in the chemical structure now. It's going yeah. to be more rigid, and even more strong and more uh, anti-corrosive than what fluorapatite is, which is why. You have fluorine in your mm-hmm. toothpaste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. instead of just having a fluorine source in toothpaste, I would be adding in some aluminium sources at the same time. Nice. Is that toxic at all? I think so. Like everything has a toxic threshold. Yeah. Aluminium would be the same, uh, but I'm not going to be going anywhere near that toxic threshold. Okay. Okay. And what color would that send your teeth? Metallic. It would still be white. So we want. Yeah. That's wicked. So there you go. That's that's how I would science. But uh, there's more, isn't there? Toothbrushing. No? No. That's it. That's bloody brilliant. What else? He doesn't need to. There's condensed bloody brilliance in that. Oh, listen to you. I brought bloody flappy jaws. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did (laughs) bloody body horror. That's what you brought. Go on then. All right. You've had something shocking and horrible and something way too brief and rubbish. Now it's time for the good stuff. Oh, is it? All right. So I'm coming up with uh, uh, naturally occurring uh, molecules or peptides which seep into the tiny holes into the tooth surface. And this forms like a gel that will provide like a scaffold that will attract calcium from your saliva. You've actually got quite high levels of calcium in your saliva naturally. Is that why there's saliva in the mouth? That's right. The calcium provides a protective layer, and this calcium, now I'm going to pronounce this wrong, chelating, chelating? Chelating. Chelating peptide complex, or CPC, 
You it's can... so nice when a physicist... I always feel like when I, as a chemist, would try physics stuff, I'd sound like this. It's nice to know it's the other way around as well. <laughs> you would sound wooden and uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked up some research and <laughs> you can get uh, the CPCs from tilapia skins, which is what? a fish native to parts of Africa and Australia. All right. What was your acronym? CPC. The chelating thing. Right. Calcium chelating peptide complex. All right. Should be CCPC, really. You should, yeah. shouldn't it? Yeah. Sorry, I got that wrong. Um, and so you can put this in the water. Yeah. And what what I thought, though, would be a great... You obviously can put it in the water so people are getting this into their mouth every time they drink. But what I was thinking a much better way would be when you swim. Now, what would you be swimming in that would keep liquid in your mouth constantly it would be really good if not just swimming you could actually breathe the liquid so you're so you're giving us gills no there are liquids that you can breathe did what? you know about this yep well there are this sounds you insane can breathe. Yep. prove it there are perfluorocarbons uh liquid breathing can occur which is a form of respiration in which a normally air-breathing organism breathes an oxygen-rich liquid, such as perfluorocarbons, what? rather than breathing air. What? They Humans? use these for deep, 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 deep sea diving. So you breathe this liquid, and so the pressure inside your lungs is nowhere near, the differential is much less, and you Whoa. can go much, much, much deeper. That's insane. So people often, when they, when they first, so they fill the suit with this um, you know, liquid air, yeah. and at first they drown. So you drown. Oh, this sounds like a nightmare. And, but then you start to breathe it. And then when you finish, you take it out and then you vomit the rest of it all back up again. And that's actual real that's stuff. That's real stuff. That's real stuff. Oh now my you can, God. You can, um, Let's get some. That happens in, the, in a movie, doesn't it? It does. It does. Anyway, and so you would just infuse this, this liquid air with basically my peptide complex Wow. And when people go swimming, they can just stay underwater for hours. The liquid permeates their mouth all through it and they get the peptide complex. Now, this is what you would do with kids, obviously, and it would keep their teeth very, very healthy and very, very strong. Mm. But when you lose your baby teeth and your new teeth come down, then what you do is you get your teeth covered in a plastic sealant. And that can actually be done today. Yeah, I remember yep. when I was younger, there was something about filling in the gaps in your teeth with this hard concrete enamel substitute so that there would be no place. The next, the next level is you coat the entire, all the teeth with this plastic sealant. Now, I tried to find out what the plastic is, but obviously that's, that's trade just protected. They just want to release that. Probably, I don't know. Uh, and that seals the teeth, so you've yeah. got... Beautiful, strong teeth throughout the life of, of the child yep. from swimming in liquid air, drinking water. Yep. And then once they lose their baby teeth and they get their new strong teeth, cover in plastic sealant, boom. Wow. No need to brush. God, you guys really brought the science Scienced there. out brushing. And liquid air, it's real. I have to know the name of that movie now, Schmoopy. The Abyss. The Abyss. <laughs> How did my movie brain forget that? You're getting old, give well up. Oh, I am, I am. That is fucking direct proof. Thank you, Smoopy. And I've, I've been Googling and it's real that 
that human trials have been done on liquid breathing. Oh my breathing. god, that's insane! I learned something. What did you learn from my science this? Because I learned something <laughs> from <laughs> both of yours. I learned Cameron's got a small mouth. Cameron's got a small mouth. Yeah, Cameron's got a little mouth. Oh, yeah, I, I learned that. Too. <laughs> Everyone learned something then. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, there you go. Weird. So, and listeners, this was we didn't have much time for this science. This. No. And Mine showed, but I really feel like you guys brought it under pressure. Andy, don't feel bad. <laughs> Even though you had very little time to prepare your science, this it was approximately the same quality as when you have <laughs> loads of time. I thought that was one of your better ones yeah, for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we should release science this to you with very little time. Perfect. All right, yeah, good, yeah. good. So well, well done, everyone. What am I saying? Boom. Boom. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Boysrom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. Any matter than it. And, <laughs> and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because it apparently it helps loads and it has been helping. Thank you so much, Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, the Pitt Street Office Works. Get your posters printed pronto mm. at the mm. Pitt Street Office Works. Oh, I was hoping for another P, but it didn't come. All right, final farewells. Bye. Goodbye from Gibbo. Bye.